in this week's episode, we talk about Microsoft's upcoming developer direct. And new Atari hardware is confirmed to celebrate the company's 50th anniversary. Plus, we'll discover whether the midnight game launch is becoming a thing of the past. I'm Barry. And I'm Anthony. This is episode 81 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the podcast for everything retro and retro inspired. So, have you enjoyed your week off? I've not seen you for a week. I've had no time to play any games. Actually, sorry, I have played a little bit of Immortals Phoenix Rising, but yes, I have. It's been a lot of decorating. Sadly, I've actually been without a car. Our car decides to break down over the weekend, and it's been in the garage all week so far. Oh, so, dear. Uh, that's, that's a bit of a bit of a pain, but otherwise, it's been all right. <laughs> um, I can't really say I've played much, to be honest, because you haven't been on the Xbox or anything. I've been playing um, a little bit more of the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection. I was about to say, you've got and, loads of Switch games to complete, so, you know, now's your opportunity with me not being online. Well, I'm working my way through like a hundred of them, so give give me some slack. Whoa, okay. Yeah, but think about all the RPGs you've got sat there waiting for you. Why are you going through the Atari 50 kind of collection? Not that uh, it's a bad thing. Not because they, they all, don't take but... that long to complete or get bored of, whichever comes first. <laughs> to be honest, though, I'm really enjoying going through it. I'll, I like dabble into the game a little bit. And then I'll read up a bit about it, look at some of the pictures, watch a little bit of video about it. It's really good the way the timeline works. It's kind of tightening all together, wash. Yeah, yeah. Because you go in through it in date order. So you start off with like Pong and then go up to like Atari Jaguar at the end. Oh, yeah. It's quite interesting. You watch a little video about them talking about it and then you play the game and then you read a bit of material and then go on to the next game. Is that the way that they've made the game then? Does it give you... It all in that time, I'm sorry. So you yes. don't have to jump between. That's really cool. You can just go to a list of all the games and pick whatever game you want them. Why would but, you do that? Why would you not go through and play the way that way they want you to play a collection? It's definitely the way to go through it. It's pretty cool. Talk about Atari. We've got Atari news. We actually have some official announcements for the devices. Yeah, well, these were teased in our last podcast, weren't they? They were, they were teased, and they looked pretty nice from the teasers. They look really nice, now we know what they look like. Ah, uh, I don't know. Let's go into these, but before we do, I would just like to say a massive thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Bobby Socks and Short Gizmo. As always, can't shout you out enough. Thank you very much. So, with these three different Atari systems, we were pretty much spot on with our guesses last week, weren't we? Yes, yes we were. It was inevitable. Nice little collection. The handheld is still a surprise. Did not expect them to release a handheld. When we saw the teasers, at least, you know, we kind of knew from the teasers, but didn't expect it from Atari. The thing I'm a bit disappointed about is the handheld and the mini arcade. Again, I like this colour scheme, you know, the the white, the grey, the black, and the orange and yellow that's on them. I think it looks pretty cool. Now, these are low-cost efforts basically they're not yeah. high-end systems i'm a bit disappointed they've only got 2600 games on them only only for me the 2600 is where you've pushed it too primitive for me if we add maybe some i don't know 5600 or yeah or even on the handheld atari links that's just i think maybe because of them being budget low cost devices might be the reason why. You know, I kind of wouldn't expect maybe 20 games of them each. You know, and I can't see these. Like, if you were to put a price on these, how much do you reckon they would be? 
I reckon the arcade, probably £60. Handheld, 30 40 Yeah, I was about to say, same thing. And I actually think, I think they'll be really close to what they actually come out as. I agree with those prices, because like I said, it's kind of, they are budget, don't go us wrong, they're more for collectors, no. Definitely aim more towards collectors. I actually don't even think that's towards collectors. Not to be like pedantic and just argue with everything you say. Like, I I think these are kind of impulse buy items that you might see in, I don't know, over here, shock like mankind or something, where they'd have them at the till. Yes. And someone would go in, buy something else, and go, oh, I used to have an Atari when I was a kid. I'll grab one of them. You know, it's. Yeah, maybe not something you go there to buy, but you end up buying See because exactly. Yeah, Shiny. I don't know. Twenty six hundred is a bit too primitive. Although I am going through quite a few twenty six hundred games on the Atari fiftieth anniversary collection. Are you enjoying them so far? The games, no. The experience, yes, if that makes Got sense. You. I'm enjoying experiencing them and finding out information and watching the little mini documentaries that are on the desk but i wouldn't go out and play them on their own i don't know maybe it's just my age maybe someone who's in the mid 40s might be thinking i'm really looking forward to these this is my childhood whereas mine was like the sega mass system no i get it 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 does make sense so obviously we've got these two consoles which do look quite nice considering the budget they do so that is the Atari Micro Player, which is the little arcade cabinet, and then the Atari Pocket Player, which is the handheld. Yep. But then we've also got their Game Station Plus, which is their console. Now this this looks significantly more premium than the other two items. Yes. Very sleek. This will also play not just the 2600 games, but the Atari 7800 and arcade games as well. Again, this is something to be for collectors, I think. Yeah, I think this is probably something that you may go to a shop to pick up, rather than yes. being more of an impulse buy like the other two items. And I'll admit, this this looks nice. It's got a very Atari 7800 sort of aesthetic to it, but it looks modern as well. I like the um, like the color wheel around the buttons on the console and around the joystick as well. Yeah, I actually thought they were LEDs. I don't think they are. I think they're just colors, which I'm a bit disappointed about. You never know. I think someone speculated that they might be LEDs. So yeah, if they're LEDs, that's sort of mm. holds. But then again, if they were LEDs, didn't we see a battery compartment on the bottom of these in the teaser not for pictures? These, it was on oh, was it not on um, these handheld console? All oh, right, I was going to say, because if they're running off AA batteries, you don't want them wasting on just LEDs around the joystick, do you? I don't know. Depends how nice it makes it look. I think they're a very nice, modern version of the Atari joystick. I, I like it. I like it. Definitely. Um, this, I think, will come with quite a hefty amount of games on it. I'd be surprised if it's limited to same as like the console or the mini arcade, kind of like, you know, 30 odd games. I reckon you're pushing quite a bit more. Maybe 80? Especially with the console. Hopefully though, considering they've released that Atari 50th anniversary collection that's got 90, 100 games on it for £30. Hopefully these will have a, a good, I don't know, 20 to 40 games on them. I feel like it might 
push it more towards 40 to 50 pounds. But yeah, the collection, I reckon there'll be a decent sized collection on this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a few less on the handheld one because there's not every game's going to work on a smaller device like that. No. Keep an eye out. Don't know if they'll get a UK release or a European release, but they should be available later on in the year on my arcades website. Yes. Yeah, there wasn't much put out at all other than just, we're releasing them. Here's pictures. That's it. So, well, we've got proper pictures at least. That's well, yeah, exactly. So when we get any more information, we will obviously be sharing out with you guys. And speaking about getting more information, Microsoft has announced that they will be doing their developer direct on the 25th of January. Nice. So a good, I guess, a, like a roadmap with Bethesda for the rest of the year, hopefully. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's what they say. So they said it's going to be a roadmap for the rest of the year. Yeah, be interesting to see a bit more of that Redfall because we've not actually seen any gameplay of it yet. We've only seen the kind of like CG intro sequence. Like you said, there's been no proper gameplay. So they're going to be showing some single and multiplayer gameplay. So it'd be nice to see something to get a bit more of a feel because as anyone knows, you see a TZC trailer, you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. But until you actually see the gameplay and see how it goes. Yeah. I just hope you haven't got one of these people who kind of are playing it but trying to show off what it looks like so go around really slow is like oh an enemy stop pause turn oh a bit like the ubisoft one with the original division oh no i've got a man down quick come get me oh there's a drone coming in no (laughs) like oh my god the voice acting that they're doing it's so fake yeah if i'm watching someone do a gameplay trailer like a a test for you i want to see them playing it properly how you would be playing it because you're not going to be standing there walking really slow going oh look a little butterfly oh look it looks pretty scenery you'll be going and going die zombies die or sorry, vampire, yeah. sorry die vampires oh wow did you see that i just blew his head off yeah that's what you want you don't want someone being all like oh pretty <laughs> yeah no I, I understand why they do them but I, i'd rather someone just be genuine and go oh yeah. and look at the volumetric fog coming out of this grid in the middle of the street you know rather than going oh i think there's i think there's someone beneath us as they're like forcing a scenario where they have to look in this direction to show off this effect or something i actually want to play division now actually talking about it i could happily play division mm. it's a great game i'm still gonna make xbox I can't bear to do a delete off there. Oh, no, it's a great game. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I'm hoping that they're going to have um, maybe some third parties there as well, showing off some bits, with it yes. being a developer direct. A little, oh. bit clo- little bit close to Nintendo's various directs that they do. You know, I'm sure they could have picked a different name for it, but be interesting still. No, it will be because they're going to share, like I said, a lot of things with third parties. They said they've got information about Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, Mm -hmm. Micro Avengers as well. So it seems quite a bit, not just upcoming games, it's all about updates and different things they're going to be bringing out. Do you reckon we'll see anything for Starfield? Now, that's a downer because so far we've not heard anything mentioned about Starfield, unfortunately, as I would really like to sort of know a release date at least but they have turned around and said that they've got a standalone show in the works for bethesda's new ip so we don't know which ip that is but it'd be interesting to know 
well, whether it is Starfield or something completely new yet again. Exactly. I can't see them working on two new IPs at the same time. And that's the thing. I mean, we don't know. What could they drop? <laughs> no clue. They could easily come in and say, here's Direct, here's Starfield. By the way, it's dropping today. That's something that they would do. It'd be nice if they give us some new uh, Halo campaign content. <laughs> That'd be appreciated. <sighs> yes, it really would be, because they've really delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. Yeah. Hear anything more about Halo, that was a disappointing release. It's one of those. Multiplayer is fun. Campaign's really good. But it seemed lacking. We need to do some multiplayer campaign still. We still need yeah, Well, yeah, I, I haven't even played the campaign in multiplayer yet. No, we need to do it. We need to go through and do it through. I still need to go back and get that last damn skull on um, the you final now, stage. You can now replay missions. I know, I know. You had to play the whole campaign again. <laughs> but I did. I restarted the whole campaign to do it. Couldn't find the last skull and stumbled into the final boss. And apparently the skull is like a room or two before the final boss. So I'd have to restart and get all the way up to that point again. Oh, I feel bad for you. <sighs> yeah. Exciting. And it'll give us something to talk about in a couple of episodes time. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully something positive to talk about. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I said, I know it's kind of like similar to the Nintendo one, but I'm enjoying these directs. I'm enjoying them yeah. from Nintendo, from Microsoft. Sony, do some too. Give us something else to talk about as well. <sighs> Just chuck it in there. So then every now and then we can, Kind of know a roadmap what's coming up. Well, Sony have had a few bits at CES, didn't they, last week? Oh, I know. I know, but give us a roadmap like Microsoft's going to. Here's a question. Do you actually prefer these smaller directs where they might have them, I don't know, every other month or so, especially with someone like Nintendo, or where you look forward to E3 and everything's just, like, dropped all at once on you? I don't know. I d- I think I do prefer E3, but I don't see there be an issue of them going, this is what's come up for the next year. As E3, for brand new things, new releases, that sort of thing, the things are going to make you wow. Yeah. Direct for updates of what's going on. I don't know. It, I enjoy them both, but I think I'd prefer E3 where they'll just drop everything at once. See, I feel like a lot of things can get lost when they do that. And one thing I'm not keen on, and this isn't specific to E3, this would work on like developer or Nintendo Directs or anything like that, or Sony State of Play, is when you see a trailer and you get dead excited about it, and then they say it's not coming out for another three years. I remember the one specifically for Halo 4 where it starts off with the heartbeat and then you hear Katana saying, Chief, wake up. Yeah. And honestly, it got like goosebumps. I'm like, oh, wow, come on. But then the realisation that I had to wait for three years until it released just killed it. Why tell me three years in advance? I do not need to know that this game is in production. I assume this game would be in production at some point. I need to know, ideally, a month or two out that this game is coming. I don't need you to try and hype me three years in advance because I'll get really hyped. I'll go off and I'll go, did you see that trailer? And you're like, yeah, it was amazing. And a month or two later, we we won't talk about it. And they'll release oh, a few okay. screenshots and we'll miss them. And then next thing we're like, oh, look, Halo's out in the shop. Forgot about that. Well, exactly. I would rather know, like you said, a few months in advance. So say they rocked up to E3. And they're like, okay, we've got this brand new game coming out in four months' time. 
Done. Yeah. Perfect. Just how I want to see it. And so I think it's keeping people enticed when they release it so far ahead of the release date to show you the bits. Do it like Nintendo do with some of these indie games where they go, this new indie game, now showing, and it shows you a trailer, and you're like, oh, yeah, it looks oh, pretty no. good, that, and it goes, now available, right now, and you're like, oh, and you're like panicking, you're like, I've got to buy it, and then you buy it, and go, why did I just buy that? It's not as if it's going to disappear anyway. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit, I've just spent 20 quid on a game, I don't even know if it's any good. Yeah, I think it's just I only more... saw a trailer oh, 10 minutes ago. Oh. Well, I'd like them... Maybe maybe somewhere in between the two extremes there. Don't shadow drop it, but don't tell me like so far in advance that But you lose interest. Yeah, that my long term plans are yeah, get a mortgage, get my kids through college, then pick up Halo when it's finally out. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you forget all about it unless it's one you're really interested in. Well no, because even games that I'm really interested in, like because we haven't talked about it yet. Sonic Frontiers, they shown the trailer for that, and it got to the point where it was like, oh yeah, they shown a trailer for this like a year ago, and they're showing some footage now. I'm not really that interested. In all fairness, with that, it wasn't too bad because they first showed it was like, oh, it was crap, and then well, when they first showed it, they didn't even better, tell you better. what the game was called. No, I didn't. Because at Sonic. one point, everyone thought it was called Sonic Rangers. Yes. Good go Sonic Rangers. <laughs> So we're going to go from a positive from Microsoft to a negative, I feel, now. Well, yeah. Is, do you reckon this is the start of what Microsoft announced before Christmas? Because, unfortunately, for Xbox fans in India, the Xbox Series S is increasing in price again. This will be the second time in four months. Yeah. I think maybe this is the start of what they're trying to roll out, because... As we know, Phil Spencer did announce before Christmas that in the new year, they will be having to start putting the series consoles up. Well, he never actually said they put the price of the consoles up. He said that prices will increase, but never specified what. Now, well, we've already mentioned that first-party games will be going up in price. Yes, first-party games, which we kind of thought were inevitable. Now the consoles too. It's sad because mm. the Series S was a fantastic starting point to get into this generation. Thankfully, in a lot of places, it still is. 250 yes. quid for the Series S. And that's that's if you don't even bother looking around for a deal. No, exactly. You know, quite often you can get that and a controller for that price. Well, yeah, exactly. And... the So the price has gone up. So it's... Increased in price now, as of the 10th of January, to 39,990 Indian rupees. So that equates to roughly £400 in the UK. Now, that is steep compared to what we could pick up for. That is steep. But initially I thought, well, you know, not every place in the world has the consoles for roughly the same amount. Like Brazil's notorious for this, where the PlayStation 3 was over a thousand US dollars, fifteen hundred US dollars, because of all the steep import tariffs and that. So maybe it was similar in India. So I thought, well, I'll have a look how much a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X is. Well, the 
Xbox Series S is now the same price as a discless PlayStation 5 in India. Yeah, so what's the point of... And the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 with the disk drive are only 49,990 Indian rupees, which is roughly £500. So why not pay the extra £100 to just get the Series X at that point? Yeah, at that point, you'd be insane. I know it's an extra 25% on the price, but you're getting significantly better console whether you go for exactly. an Xbox Series X or even if you just wanted a better console. And it pains me to say this. For the same price, get discless PlayStation 5. You get exactly. more storage it, and a significantly more powerful console. If that happens everywhere, there'll be a massive uproar if they yeah. were to put the price of the S up to 400 No, I, I don't think they will. I reckon no. we'll see the price increase about 30 quid. I reckon it'll go to 279 Which, again, like we said before, it will still be a fantastic price. Oh, yeah. That'll still be really good value. Obviously not as good as 249 but no. it won't be the end of the world. Again, there'll still be deals to get some stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Then. It wouldn't surprise me if they started doing bundles with free games. Um, they've already done it with things like Fortnite, where you buy the console, but you get some like premium in-game content, content, in-game content, skins, yeah. weapon skins, stuff like that. You're paying a little bit more, but at least you're getting something for it. You say free games, or you just get six months of Game Pass, you've got freaking... I don't think they'll give you six months. They might give you a month. Free at an absolute maximum. But still, you know, Game game Pass is an easy way for them to chuck in free games, as you said. Ultimately, Microsoft probably would prefer someone buy the console and subscribe to Xbox Game Pass rather than buy the console and just buy one or two games throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose we'll see if the price does increase throughout the year, but I very much doubt it'll be anything as dramatic as £400. At that point, they may as well just scrap it, the Series S. Yeah, because who would pay £400 when, like we no. said, you'd pay the £800 to get the uh, Xbox Series X. We've got disk driving it, a lot better hardware. And double the storage. It's worth it just for the storage increase. No, definitely. That's it for our news for today. But before we go on to our final talking points, as always, we'd like to take a moment to ask for your help. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to leave us your honest review on your favourite podcasting app, because it really does help us out. Alternatively, if you're able to, you can also join our Patreon for as little as £1 per month, where you will receive an ad-free version of the podcast and get a shout-out in our next episode. As you alluded to, that was the end of our news because we've got a talking point that I kind of like, I've been thinking about it for a while and I wanted to bring it up and you're like, okay, sounds good. Midnight launches and how launches are going. What do you reckon? So before we jump into them, have you been to a midnight launch for any games? Yeah, I've been to three, three or four. And I've even worked in a shop and done two of them. And don't get me wrong, the ones I went to were actually really good because I've been, I uh, went to one of the Halo Midnight launches. I went to a couple of Pokemon, and I can't remember who the one was. And there was a decent queue, I'd say at least sort of 30, 40 odd people. The ones I worked, I worked one for a FIFA game, 
and I had about five people come in. So it's a bit more waste. <laughs> you know. This in a supermarket, I take it. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. My experience with them. So I used to live in Liverpool City Centre. So yeah. I was literally five minute walk away from the game and the game station at the time. And midnight launches I've been to. There was two. There was Modern Warfare Two and Halo ODST. Okay. The, the two I actually attended. And one that I did work was um, Modern... I think it was the first Modern Warfare, if I remember right. If not, I might have got those two mixed up. (laughs) But, you know, there was 20, 30 people queuing up outside the store. And for the Modern Warfare one, there was people with, like, um, fatigues and the game station staff were learning, like, a ghillie suit at the front and everything. The Halo one, there was a guy dressed up in mas- as Master Chief as well. Yeah, and you go or in. A UNSE t-shirt or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I was there. Actually, I haven't actually got it up here. I actually took it out today. Um, that's where I got me Halo 3, like, man bag, like, little canvas. Oh, that's the one, you, the one of the ones that you gave me? Um, No, not one of them. I've, I've got another one that I've got. Uh, um, I think it says UNSC on it, if I remember right. And then yeah. inside it says Halo 3. But that's where I got that from. So you went right. in and they're there like, oh, have you pre-ordered? You know, I've got me little pre-order slip. I'm like, pre-ordered me controller and I pre-ordered me um, game. And it came in like this big, big box with them both together. Yeah. And if you pre-ordered them and you bought a t-shirt or a guide book, you could select what you wanted. You got the bag for free and they chuck it all in. Like, yeah, I got me bag. And then I run home. <laughs> play it until like four o'clock in the morning like oh i need to go to work now last thing it was an experience wasn't it going to it yeah a couple of times i've been to it you know i went to do pokemon and like i said you get you you got your pre-order bonuses and because i went at midnight i think i've got a poster and i got some stickers and a little card stuff like that so you get things for going for the midnight launch as well as just pre-ordering it yeah, and it's a different buying experience because most of the people that are there are there because they've pre-ordered it. Yes. And everyone's there for the same reason. So everyone's like buzzing off each other and they're like, oh, you're looking forward to it. And you're like, yeah, what's your game attack? You know, oh, yeah, well, I've played a game and I've got a wreck yeah. And you're like, no, you know. Um, and it, it was just fun. You know, you're chatting for 10, 15 minutes thinking, come on, it's five past midnight. Why are they not open? Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Even the one that I had to work, you know, manager went, oh, should we do midnight opening for Call of Duty? I'm like, work at Curry's, why are we doing that? Like, oh, some people have pre-ordered it. So we literally went in at like half 11, sat there, opened the shutter, like five people came in, bought the game, went, all right, there you go. Do you want to give a seat? I'm like, no. He walked out, like, okay, let's go home. Again, it weren't too bad though. I was literally five minute walk away. So, but again, like you know, just just quickly with that, did you announce to people you did midnight launch? <laughs> In all fairness, with that, only people who pre-ordered it were like, "Yeah, we're going. We'll open at midnight." <laughs> I don't think the first like chunk of people who pre-ordered it we mentioned it to. It was the manager who went, We've "Got quite a lot of pre-orders for this. We might open at midnight." I'm like, well, how we could communicate that to twenty people who? already pre-ordered it what gets you because one thing about the pre-orders and midnight launches unless they tell you a lot of people might not know obviously depending on the game it is Mm. um you know some games like if it was a halo you wouldn't have you would obviously expect a midnight launch 
but I guess unless you communicate out, people might not know. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why we never saw anyone. We really didn't. Oh no, sorry. I've done one more midnight launch. Okay. The Xbox 360. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think I'd only been working at Curry's for like a year or two at that point. How you did know, you like, forget that one? Did you have many people come in? If I remember right, that was probably like 25, 30 maybe, something like All that. Right. Because on that, I had pre-ordered my uh, Xbox and Phil's actually got our pre-orders. And I'd pre-ordered um, Perfect Dark and the Xbox 360, what were they called? premium bundles I think it was with the hard drive and you got the headset oh, yeah. in the pack and stuff and some woman just turned up at like midnight she went I heard that you've got Xbox and I'm like oh yeah it's only for pre-orders and she's like oh, I really need one for Christmas you know I can't get one anywhere and I was like oh. I went, I've pre-ordered one if you want it and she's like oh will you will you oh thank you thank you so much so give me pre-order or like oh. I was like why did I just do that yeah why did you do that well, I guess it was me good deed for the day, at least. Was you able to get that bundle again yourself anyway? It weren't necessarily a bundle. I just pre-ordered the premium console. Oh, okay. Plus Perfect Dark. Now, oh, yeah. they did have one of the core consoles, I think they were called at the time. Yeah. Where you don't get the hard drive. It's just the white faceplate. It's not got the chrome on the disk drive. And I was like, oh, worst case, I'm, I might get that. You know, it's 200 quid instead of 280. Yeah. I was like, oh, and some guy came in and he had two pre-orders and he was like, yeah, I only need one. I was like, oh, oh thank God. So I did actually still get my console, <laughs> thankfully. Oh, did you use his pre-order receipt? Yeah, yeah, because he cancelled it. As soon as he cancelled it, I just went on and like reserved it for <laughs> me. So at the end of the shift, I just purchased it. Because unfortunately, if he hadn't have cancelled it, I'd be like, hey, Phil, um, I'm just ringing up. Unfortunately, your Xbox didn't come in for your pre-order. I'm really sorry about that. You know, Would you sum in in February, though? As you said, I'm thinking, I guarantee you he gave Phil the core when he kept premium one, because that's what I would no, have done. Nah, no, I wouldn't have done that, because that actually launched on Phil's birthday, 2nd of December. Well, no, you, st- you still would have done it. No. Actually, maybe. I, I don't know. Thankfully, I wasn't put in that situation. Where <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to choose. I've done a good deed, so I'll do a bad one to even it out. <laughs> All right, Phil. No Xbox for you. <laughs> Again, Curry's didn't have the same sort of atmosphere as somewhere like GameStation. Or, I, I think I've done one yeah, at HMV yeah. once as well. Do you know what I said? I, I'm pretty certain I went to the Xbox 360 launch of uh, Midnight Launch with my dad at GameStation. Hmm. I'm sure I did. It was me, my dad, and my older brother. I was still in school at the time, by the way. That would give you an idea of what that was. In all fairness, I'd only just finished college, or I might have still been in college. That was my very first midnight launch, because my dad took me, and I had to beg him to take me as well, because I had school the next day. Mm. There's a certain amount of excitement queuing up, waiting to get in. Oh, definitely. Like, I've never been to one where it's been, like, thousands of people or hundreds. I think the largest queue's probably been, like, 30, 40 people. No, that's only, like, America. <laughs> Most last time you knew about anyone doing a midnight launch for a game, I guarantee they do it, but... The closest I've been is sat there at 12.01 on the Xbox to go play the game. Sorry, this game isn't ready yet. Play the game. Sorry, this game isn't ready yet. Play the game. Yeah, my men! Oh, that was you playing for the Sonic, wasn't it? Yeah, if I remember right, I think that, though, it it didn't launch at midnight. It was like 5 a.m. in the morning or something. It was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait. I don't even know if they do midnight launches now, to be honest. 
Well, that's my thought, because thinking about it, how much more we go in digital, as we know already? Yeah, and it's obviously the way the platform holders like Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony are pushing people. They want it to be digital. It's more money for yeah. them. Well, exactly. And that, that's the thing. You know, Halo Infinite. I guarantee you Halo Infinite had a midnight launch. But I wasn't fussed because I've got a Series S. I don't need a disc. I never even heard about it if it did. And it go it went straight into Game Pass day one. Now Oh yeah, and would've... you preloaded it. Yeah, exactly. So it's preloaded, ready for it. So as soon as it came out, done. And, you know, not gonna lie, if they'd have done maybe like a limited edition or a collector's edition, that sort of thing, I would have maybe purchased that and gone for that for midnight launch. Do you know Halo Infinite's the only Halo game I don't own a physical copy of? Because I don't see what the uh, point is. Same for me. The exactly disc the doesn't have the full game on it. No, it's just well, not well, not really any disc have the full game in it, do they? With the Xbox games, a lot of them they'll have the Xbox One version on the disc. But Halo, you can't play it unless you download the game off the internet, regardless of whether you got the disc or not. It makes me sad because Halo obviously is a massive, massive favorite of our games. Mm. Easily. So many memories we have playing that game. So, Halo Infinite came out. Like we said, we weren't fussed about buying it physically. Midnight launch wasn't something that appeased to me. And I said there was no limited or collector editions that we could have even considered to get. Yeah. And I kind of feel like all games are going that way. Even if there was a limited edition collector's edition or super deluxe edition, whatever... Chances are, I would imagine you probably just pre-order it on Amazon or something and get it delivered to you on the day of release. Yeah, no, exactly. So launches, just not just meta launches, game launches, I don't think, are as hyped up as they were five years ago. Yeah, they're not these events any longer, are they? No. Now it's like, oh, that's the day I can play it. No, that's the day it's released. Because like you said, you know, you sat there at midnight, if you pre-ordered it digitally... Just waiting for the clock to yeah, I'm just, and they stop. I'm playing. just like refresh, refresh, refresh. Oh, it works. Been preloaded for the last two weeks, you know. <laughs> Staring at me. It does make me sad. Well, yeah, that's like, it's preloaded. Mm. You just, you're sat there looking at that little uh what you call it? Icon window. Yeah, the the tile. tile. Yeah, the the tile and you you go, I'll click it, see if it works. And goes, Oh, we know you're excited, but this isn't ready yet. <laughs> you're like, mm. I think I think everyone does that. You like you look at it goes. Just, just in case. Oh, no. Somewhat related, but that's another thing I miss as well. Because I used to get all my games physical, and Amazon just didn't give a crap about street dates. No, got a few days early. I was like, oh, I got my game. It's not out until Friday, and it's Monday, and I've got it. I remember game doing the same thing. So I remember there was a few times where I pre-ordered the game, and I'm like, oh, hopefully they'll come early. It's like, please come early, please come early. And then you're like, ticket over, it's like five days early. No. Four. No. Three. No. Two. Oh, yes, it's here. So you then start playing it two days early. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Go That's into gone. school or work the next day and go, oh, have you played the game? And I'm like, no, I'm only picking it up after work today. And I go, I've completed it. <laughs> yeah, I've done it all. Sorry. Die at the end. <laughs> and <laughs> if you're some certain people, you ruin the ending. But <laughs> That's what I just whispered then. I just went, they die at the end. Oh, I didn't. Even... I was too busy rambling. Does it make you feel sad? Yes, because everything just seems transactional now. It doesn't seem exciting. Unfortunately, I can't actually remember the last 
not even just the last game, the last media, like movie or anything or book or music. I, I can't remember the last one Looks I actually got excited about to launch. Or purchased. I know I always bang on about it, but I remember the first time I saw that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was coming out. And I, I remember it. It was in an Argos catalog. And they just had, do you know where they show the pictures of the games? And they like, and it, you have like number one, number two, number three next to them. And you look down there. You saw a number, you're like, what is that one? Yeah, you look for its number in the actual border and it'll tell you what it is, the prize catalog number and stuff. Yeah. I was looking for it. It was like, oh, Mega Drive. I really want a Mega Drive. And there was just a box. And it was just a box with a checkered two in it. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, what's this? So looked at it. It's number seven. Looked in there column for number seven sonic the hedgehog 2 coming soon like oh oh my god oh my god the sonic 2's coming and i got like really excited about this and i just sit there staring at this tiny little picture like maybe the size of a large postage stamp in the argos catalog thinking what's it like all these possibilities in my head going through and that was the first time I saw the game, and I got excited about it. And part of that is about being a kid. You know, you, you get really yeah. excited over really stupid things. But now... <laughs> no, but now, think about it. You know, TV adverts, where are they? Everyone watches most of the things on Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime. Exactly, exactly. There's no adverts. There's nowhere to for the kids to see that the game's coming out, that a toy's coming out. Do you know what I mean? The only way for them to know is if they do by chance in advert or they see someone has got one or they're watching YouTube maybe and someone's reviewing it on YouTube. There's no more sense of like, oh, I will need that toy. After they see like a trailer about it. Yeah. I just don't have that excitement anymore. And unfortunately, I do genuinely feel sad about that. No, so do I. It's actually something that I've been thinking about recently and so when I messaged you today because I'm like, it's changing. Obviously, a lot of things are changing, but launches, launches just don't really. I mean, certain games do. Don't get me wrong. Halo Infinite, I was really excited for, but I wasn't that excited to need a disc version to go out to a shop. Uh, Division 2, The Division, I actually pre ordered Division and went and got that midnight. Actually, I forgot about that one. The original right. Division, I went and got that midnight. Absolutely fantastic. So I think I played the beta, really got excited for it, and picked it up. See, Amazing the game. division specifically, and most games now, I just buy digitally, so they're preloaded, and I can play them on day of release. Well, yeah, but you buy them digitally, and then, you know, day of release to come with Game Pass anyway, so... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Ap- apart from the fact down 50 quid down, the result's the same between the two of them. Yes. And unfortunately, like you were saying before, where your dad took you to the Xbox 360 midnight launch... Unfortunately, that's probably something that we'll never do with our kids. Yeah. Just because probably brick and mortar game stores either won't exist or definitely won't be doing midnight launches. It's not beneficial for them anymore. No. It's sad. I went into a game the other day and it looked more like a Toys R Us than a game. You know, from what I remember as being a game store. So I'd probably say half the shop was video games and accessories. And the rest of it was Lego, plushies, yeah. figurines, Warhammer models. It was, well, literally half of it was toys, not games video games. Oh, now in Sports Direct here. 
Oh, well, yeah, actually quite a lot of the games have moved into yeah. Sports Direct. So you go, oh, yeah, go get me trackies and me trainees and uh, an Xbox. <laughs> like, what? You're like, what? Well, you what? steal it or buy it? <laughs> well, <laughs> round, round the Northwest. Um, but even then, even those little tiny concession stands within yeah. the Sports Direct, probably a good chunk of that is Lego and plushies. Oh, it is. I, I walk in. I mean, don't get around. There is a good section of games and stuff and stuff like that. But like you said, it is. It's also board games. So yeah, board games, plushies, yeah, board toys, games. Lego, whatever. Just like you said, it is that. I remember going in, and most of the games were just you had PlayStation all down one side of the wall. You had Xbox down the other side of the wall. You had sort of Nintendo spread around the middle. They had game guides. I remember there being a rack, a spinning rack of just game guides and stuff like that and it was oh, just I used to hate them game stuff used to hate them yeah i used to hate those game guides because i remember going to the midnight launch for odst and i went in got my game you know it's got the controller it's in a blister pack with the game mm. and i just wanted to buy that and go and like do you want to buy the game guide and i'm like no no and like but you get five pound off if you buy it with the game i'm like no no i'm fine but what if you get stuck? And I'm like, I've not even played this game yet. Yeah, that's about Like, tells you how to do Back all the on. levels. I'm like, I don't want it to tell me how to do the levels. I want to, I want to play the game. Yeah. The idea is to play the game and experience it. I ended up buying a t-shirt, so it got me free messenger bag. Yeah. Satchel, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But like, yeah, if you buy it, it's five pound off and you get a free satchel bag. Like, oh, okay. I don't really don't want it. The thing is, it weren't cheap. It weren't like it was like, oh yeah, it's only five ninety nine. It's like, oh yeah, it's only twenty seven pound. You're like, well, I don't want to pay twenty seven pound. What's it called? Game FAQs. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm never owning Game Guide, and I never want to. If I ever got stuck, like I said, go on to like Game FAQs or onto GameSpot and that, that sort of thing. Had them on there, but that's only after I've completed the game and I'm trying to find the collectible that I can't find. Um, I have owned one Game Guide. Go on. Go on. What game do you reckon it's for? Sonic. That's the only one. No. Game. Pokemon. Pokemon Red oh, and okay. Blue. Po- what did the game go for Pokemon? Because it told you where all the Pokemon were, although some of the information was incorrect in it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for a start, it was telling you, oh, music is in under the van next to the SSN. <laughs> How will you find it? Ooh. And like, that, that wasn't true. I actually got it. Spent time looking under that van. I never got to it. You have to glitch back in, don't you? Yeah. Because as soon as you go out, the SSN steams off and you can't go back in. But even then, that was actually a sold as a magazine. So I think it was only like four or five pounds. And I bought it more because it had like 10 pages of Pokemon gold and silver details in the back. So you wanted to sort of read up on that? Yeah, yeah, because I was really excited to see it when I saw that. I was like, whoa, this looks so much better. Togepi! <laughs> That's literally the only Pokemon I can remember from that gen. At least you knew one. <laughs> yeah. O- only because I think it was in... Um... Was it the first it movie? The or Poke- it was Yeah, Misty had his Pokemon. Yeah. I feel depressed now that you, you brought this up, because not only am I sad that Midnight Launch is on a thing, but I've kind of realized that I just don't get as excited for a lot of these games anymore. Uh, certainly nowhere near what I used to as a child. Well, I'm sorry for bringing you... By bring child, you, I mean like you in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
I am I am sad for bringing it up. So I do apologize for bringing it up. You know, making you feel sad, but it's something that I feel like hasn't been really been spoken about. Yeah, I find as we get media and it's so much easier to actually access it. Yeah. Again, it's just like a transaction now, isn't it? It's like, do you want to buy this? Yes, there you go. You've got it. That's it. Yeah, it's not. We'll go down the shop. Again, I remember trying to buy Pokemon when I was going away on holiday and Pokemon had just come out. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think it had come out, but I weren't aware of it because some people still had it because they got the US version. I remember going to Liverpool and going to Game, Electronics Boutique, HMV, all the shops that sold Game Boy games looking for Pokemon. And it was like a like a treasure hunt looking for this game, which, looking back, I don't actually think it released over here at this point. And I ended up getting it from an import shop called Chip Shop 2000. And I paid like 40 quid, which was like stupid price for a Game Boy game at the time for an import copy of Pokemon Red. But the excitement looking on all these shops, looking for this game that I really wanted to buy because I was going to go on holiday for three and a half weeks and I wanted to take my Game Boy with me. Yeah. And... When I found it, you know, it, it was it was amazing. I, I may as well have found, like, the Fountain of Youth or something at this point. Harry Potter gets his wand and, like, he gets a light shining above him. He's like, ha! Ah! Yeah, yeah. He's like, I have it. <laughs> so I can tell that I found it and I just hold it up. It floats in front of me. Yeah. And that's the thing. Nowadays, when you look for a game, it's like, oh, let's, let's go buy a game. Amazon. Game eBay. Xbox Game Store. eBay. You're yeah. trying to find the best price digitally that way to either yeah. get it digital or order it online. You're not going to a store. And that's the thing, you know, because we've got the internet now, so you have you can shop around on the websites rather than going to the store physically. I know, but there's n- no, no, I see me it, it, it pains me because like Esther doesn't get the gaming side for me. It's like, you know, to me, if I'm out and about I would love, I love to walk into CEX to game to these are the shops, just have a nose, you just go and look around. So I'm always like, I always pop into it. And she's like, why? It's like, because I want to. That's yeah. It. Just because I want to. And I'll, I'll pop in, but I remember when you used to live, you know, when I used to live at home many years ago, before it was all on the internet, and you'd be like, you walk around and you would walk out your way to these different shops that are dotted around the shopping center just because you're like, I want to go to these gaming shops. Well, I actually went on a little shopping excursion today because I was on a training course, so I got out a little bit earlier and I had a bit of time before my train. I don't go in game anymore because game is just new games now. They used to sell old games, you know, old traded in games. If I want a new game, I'll go buy it digitally or buy it on Amazon. I'm not going to go into game and buy it unless like I really want it learning then. I miss Blockbuster. I used to go Blockbusters and buy loads of second-hand, like, you know, the X-Rental games. Three for five pound that yeah, off two or yeah. three. I used to get loads of GameCube games like that. The amount of 360 games I had, because I'd just go and buy them, play through all, rack up my gaming score, trade it back in and get some more games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. But now game, it's that's not what game is. 
I want the new FIFA. Yeah, I might go and pick it up from Game, but likely that you know, I'd I'd buy it digitally. I'd rather if a I'd rather Game Station bought a Game rather than Game bought Game Station. <laughs> yeah, because ge- Game Station had a good selection of yes older consoles, retro console games, yeah. and then Game bought them and then shut all the bloody Game Stations down. And like, oh, for God's sake! I still got my Game Station card and I still use it. <laughs> so it's still valid. I go in and I give them my Game Station card, but. Today, when I went shopping, I, I went free shops looking for game stuff. I went to CEX to see how overinflated their prices Wait, are. Cash converters, by chance? Yep, cash converters, and there's a cash generator. So there's cash converters, cash generators, and CEX on the same yeah. street in uh, Preston. I had a look in all them. I, I bought myself a Vita. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I was like, ooh, a Vita. I'll buy that. <laughs> I was trying to see if they had the Mega Drive Mini in. In CES, oh yeah, they, didn't. they did have an unboxed version of Mario sixty four though that they were asking for eighty quid, and I'm like, what the eighty? No, not a chance. Unboxed Mario sixty four for eighty quid, and an unboxed version of um, Jet Force Gemini for forty five quid. I got like a box version of that for like fifteen, not long ago. But, no, we obviously going through our opinions and how we think it's kind of shaping, but we'd love to hear from any of you at all, not even just hear from your opinions, just give us any of your experiences. I'd love yeah. to know if anyone had some experiences like we have as well. It'd be great to hear. Or even better, if you had experiences which were different from ours, yeah, maybe you broke into your local game store at midnight because it weren't open, I don't know. <laughs> I want a midnight launch. What infused you about video game launches and does anything get you excited anymore? Or are you just jaded like we are? <laughs> Broken and damaged. <laughs> yeah, dead inside. <laughs> right, well, I think that's the end of this episode. Uh, we we had, went on a little ramble, but if nothing else, it was a little bit cathartic talking about it at least. Went down memory lane. Yeah. Oh, I remember in my day. <laughs> Games came on cassette tapes. <laughs> Wait for I'm Barry, and this is the end of this week's episode. If you'd like to find out more about anything mentioned, then please take a look at the show notes. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next time. No, I don't want a game guide. I've not even played. But if you get stuck, I'm like, are you laughing at me freezing? <laughs> oh, you, you come back. Oh, my days. Uh, I was like, I can't. I'm not going to squeeze you. I can't do it. But you're like in the middle of like half blink with your hand on your head like this. Is you're scratching. What? Like that? Yeah, you're like half blinking. Like, like as if like, you're really, like as if you're like. It was, hmm. Sorry, I was trying to keep it going. I do apologize. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. Good job, all right.